The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Trevor for another block set review. I know it's been an incredibly long time. Um, I do apologize for that. We're going to get into some of the reasons why because that's kind of the sort of the, the focus of this episode. But if you're joining us for the first time, this is a small, very, very indie, uh, homegrown, whatever word you can use for uh, small and possibly low quality <laughs> Lego podcast and occasionally. Uh, knockoff brands if uh, I find something interesting. And uh, usually I, I pick a fairly large set and build it and then go into detail and review it. Today's going to be a little different. And uh, I think, you know, from here on out, there might, I might mix it up some. So first of all, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail um, uh, for why it's been so long since I've recorded. But I will tell you one of the reasons is I just had some... Uh, family loss, some, you know, pretty serious family loss, and, um, it's kind of taken the wind out of my sails, but I'm, I'm ready to, to come back, and I hate it when podcasts just disappear and don't even, you don't know where they went, you don't know what happened, so I just want you to know I'm still here, and, um, I do apologize it's been so long, but let's just get into it. So, one of the reasons, you know, besides, you know, personal things going on, that it has been so long since I've recorded is because I've sort of um, hit a new phase of my collection, my Lego collection, a new focus, sort of, and it's kind of made it hard to know where to go with the podcast. Uh, so that's why today's episode, for example, was not really just picking a big, you know, sort of adult-centered, multiple thousand piece set and then reviewing it. Um, so my question. My topic question, and I'll ask you, is how do you collect Lego? You know, how do you collect? Or maybe you could even phrase it, why do you collect? Um, and I'll just start. And and uh, for me, you know, of course as a kid I loved Lego, and I'm sure I've talked about that before. Who doesn't? We didn't have a lot. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up, so we didn't have a lot of new sets. But I definitely fantasized about some of them, especially the castle ones, I remember. But at some point, when I got older, um, as an adult, you know, working with my own income, I think it was actually in the Lego store that I saw the Fire Brigade and Grand Emporium Lego modular buildings. And I'm just, I was blown away. The detail, just imagining a city filled with these kinds of details and buildings. And so... I sort of just started out buying these modular buildings, you know, go big or go home. And very quickly, my focus became okay. 
if I buy something, it pretty much needs to fit into my city. So, of course, every single modular building that came out, you know, and these are 2,000 to 3,000 piece sets, you know. So, everyone that came out, I was getting it. It didn't really matter if, I, if it was one of my favorites or if it wasn't. For a good few years, if a new modular building came out, I was getting it, period. Um, sorry, the fan on my computer just got really loud. I hope that's not annoying. <laughs> not much I can do about that, I guess. Um, but... Of course, that's spread, you know. Of course, if you got modular buildings, well, you also need vehicles. And if you got vehicles, you need, you know, road base plates. And if you got road base plates, you, you can have little details, you know, on the sidewalks. And so all of a sudden, I've got more vehicles than can realistically fit in my city. I've got, you know, a ton of these base plates, which aren't cheap, you know. They're like 15 bucks for a two-pack uh, for the road plates. And then, of course, come the trains, you know. I end up eventually with enough train track to go around my whole Lego table, and of course, a train to go on it. When I moved, when me and my wife moved to this new house with a basement, and I'm able to have more room to spread it out, I end up making sort of a very haphazard second table, and getting it level enough to connect to my first table, and I buy this uh, green carpeting, like a fake grass basically, put over both tables, and make sort of an L shape to have a bigger city, and I have the train running all the way around it. So I get tons of more train track. Of course, I eventually end up with more trains, you know, more modular buildings as the years go by. And then, of course, the fairground theme started, and these amazing fairground sets just spoke to me so much. And so I got every one of those that came out, starting with the fairground mixer. And then the carousel, then the Ferris wheel, and then finally the roller coaster, which was sort of a dream come true. I always thought Lego should have a roller coaster, and now they do. And so basically the fairground's taking up an entire table, you know, with the train going around it as well. So basically, with a few exceptions, you know, I bought an odd set here and there. I didn't really buy sets that didn't fit in my city, for the most part. Um, now the one big exception is anything Lord of the Rings or Hobbit themed. I got, I end up, ended up with essentially all of those sets. Um, certainly all the Lord of the Rings sets. And I do believe I've ended up with all the Hobbit sets as well now. Um, just, I love that world so much. It's, it's not even that all the sets are my favorites in those themes. I just love the world so much. So Lord of the Rings and then just Castle Medieval that setting period speaks to me so much that there's really not much that comes out these days, but I've gone back and got a couple of old castle sets. Um, the Medieval Market Village, the Joust set, uh, Mill Village Raid. Um, I I've gone back and gotten some older castle-themed sets. And those are sort of their own thing, and the exception to the rule that I basically just get things that fit in my city. Which, are, to be fair, is two pretty big exceptions. But they're not making any new Lord of the Rings sets, so it's not like I'm buying any more of those. And they make very few castle sets. Side note, I am very excited about the new castle coming out. I believe it's... See, I'm recording this in July. I think it's coming out in August. Maybe even August 1st. The new Creator 3M1 castle set. Um, which Creator 3-in-1, you know, for someone who's used to building these huge modular buildings, I didn't expect to be too excited about it, 
but it honestly looks really good for a for a hundred dollar set. You know, in Lego terms, you know, I'm used to spending well over that for these modular buildings. For a hundred dollar set, it looks pretty cool, and even the side builds look cool. You know, of course, the main build is the coolest. So I'm looking forward to that. There will be an episode about that when it comes out. I will build it, review it. Anyways, I said all that to say that's where I've always been with my collecting. That's, you know, how do you collect? For me, I collected for my city. And my city included not just the modular buildings, but the fairground and the trains and all the vehicles. And anything that I could convince myself fits in the city, that's what I collected. And I stretched it sometimes. (laughs) A little bit. To, to put things in the city. Uh, for example, I really, really, and I, I can't really explain why, but I love, and I still love, the Hidden Side Shrimp Shack Attack set. I really love that set, just the way it looks. And I found a good excuse to put it in my city. I have a little beach area in my city, and that's where it went. Um, I like the Shrimp Boat, actually, from that series, the Hidden Side series. Um, so I have a little patch of water to put it in. Um, the, the deep sea and see, you can see how it can really spread. You know, I say I only buy things to go in my city, but it, that can extend pretty far. I really like the deep sea exploration sets that came out here a good few years back now. Really like them. The underwater lab, the, um, the shipwreck scene, really like those sets. And so I've actually put them under my Lego table, like on the lower level, um, You know, they're kind of hard to see if you don't bend down, but that's where they are. And uh, above that are blue base plates, you know, on the actual main level to represent water. And that's where I put the boats and ships. So basically, I've got too much stuff to fit on these two Lego tables. Because when you decide that your Lego city is going to include underwater stuff, you've probably gone too far. (laughs) But, you know, those are, you know, still, at least in my mind, what I collected was things that go in my city. My Lego layout. But I know for some of you, that's not the case at all. Either by necessity, because... I mean, for example, where I lived before in a small town home, there's no way I could have had a layout like that. <clears throat> I could not have collected that way. Here, we have a basement, and there's an unfinished room, and we're not currently using it for anything else, so it is holding two big Lego tables in my Lego scenes. Um... So out of necessity, I know some of you don't have like a Lego city or a Lego layout. You have individual sets that you want to keep built. You know, maybe on a bookshelf, you know, uh, you know, randomly throughout your bedroom or living room or wherever. Um, just sets built. And you probably have limited space, so you might even disassemble a set or store it built or, or whatever. I know, and that, that's a very different way of collecting than what I did. Um... But, the little twist is, after years of collecting, basically focused just on what can go in my city. What can go in my city. On these big Lego tables, you know, what can go there. I've started to see the appeal of, of not just focusing on that. Because here's here's the thing. I, and I don't think this is a midlife crisis. For one thing, I'm only 37. So, you know, I don't, I don't think it's time for a midlife crisis. But... Uh, you know, with the loss of a loved one recently, maybe that added to it. Um, I kind of just started thinking about why do I collect? You know, why do I buy Lego? What joy? I think that's the most important question. Not so much why do I buy them. What about them brings me joy? And I realized 
that, for better or worse, a lot of the joy from a Lego set really is that initial dumping out all the pieces and then building the set. And then for a couple days after, just admiring what you've built and just how creative the designer was and how good of a design it is. You know, as an adult, that that kind of thing really speaks to me. Um, but because I'm not really playing per se with the sets a lot, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it if you're an adult and you do that. But realistically, I have a wonderful time building them. It's just a, a deep relaxation for me. And then I, I leave it set out usually on whatever table I build it on in the basement for a good few days, maybe even a week or two, just kind of admiring it. And then it goes into my Lego City. Um, and I do see my Lego City, but if I'm being honest. Once it's in the Lego City, you know, I'll stand back and look at it every now and then, but it's kind of just out of sight, out of mind. And I'm like, you know what? And there's so much stuff in my city that it is almost, even though I have two large tables, it's almost hard to really take in any one thing. And then there's the dust and the just the dirt that collects when you've got something you don't really do anything with. It just sits there. And, you know, not that dust and dirt really hurts Lego, but I don't know. I'm like, is this really bringing me joy? You know, these this huge layout in here that's mostly just collecting, literally collecting dust. So I started thinking about it. And um, uh, actually, what I started doing is like, you know what? The modular buildings have brought me a lot of joy, and I still like them. But frankly, the ones I've already built that are now out of print, they're worth more now than what I paid for them. And I've already got the joy of building them and displaying them and just taking in the details. So I, I've waffled on this for a long time. And it's, it was a big decision. It was not a light decision. But I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to start packing up my built Lego modular buildings. And uh, I started uh, selling them. Um, I, it was a little bit of work. I personally did not disassemble them completely. I listed them as partially disassembled. The tricky thing was making sure every piece was there. I did not want that to be a risk. I'm very careful with packaging. But, I mean, if I'm being honest, all those modular buildings I built, I made back after fees and shipping and everything. I think I made double on every single one of them. Double or right at it, what I paid for it brand new. Uh, one or two of them, I think, were even more than double. Um, so, it's hard to complain about that. You know, there's not many toys that had kind of have that kind of return on investment. But I did that. And you know what? It doesn't really hurt. Like, you know what? I got the joy out of those. Now, the thing is, I have several modular buildings that I was saving, you know, sort of for a rainy day, saving to build to add to my city later. And I think I'm going to sell those as well. You know, it's not that I don't think I would get some joy out of building them and displaying them, but I thought maybe I moved on from the modular buildings a little bit. I moved on from needing this big city. I think I could just get joy out of individual sets that speak to me. Um, so, after all these years of having a city and my focus being on my city, I believe I'm now just going to enjoy Lego probably the way that most normal people do. If I like a set and I can afford it, I'll get it. I'll build it. I'll have a good time. If I really, really like it, it'll be one that's displayed somewhere in my house. Um... If not, it might end up disassembled or stored away. Uh, storing Lego is always the challenge. I mean, what do you do with sets once you build them? If you really love Lego and get a lot of sets. Um, my Lord of the Rings sets are proudly displayed. Um, but 
they're kind of taking up all the extra space I have on shelves down here in the basement. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I haven't decided that. What I'll probably do is I'll probably leave at least one of the tables in the basement set up, the Lego tables, and just swap out things, you know? If we want to display some castle stuff there, do it. Uh, if I want to display just um, a new Stranger Things set or the the Black Seas Barracuda, the or Barracuda Bay, I think is what it's called, the pirate, the awesome big pirate theme set that came out, I think it was last year. Um, eventually, I'm going to build that and review it because it's just an awesome set. And that doesn't fit my Lego City. It doesn't really fit. I don't really have a lot of other pirate sets. Really, I don't have any except for some little things from childhood. But I just enjoy that for what it is as a one-off set. And, you know, that might go on the, the table in the in the unfinished room for a while. In other words, I'm just going to start enjoying sets as I build them and not worry about having some big scene that all connects together. Because I think, if anything, that almost, for me, I, I think I have too many little hobbies to have really gotten the joy out of that because it wasn't, I didn't keep it as clean as I wanted it. I didn't, I was never happy exactly with the layout, but never really put the energy into fixing it. Um, I think that needed to be more of a main hobby type thing. Honestly, it had gotten so big. So this way I've trimmed down my life, so to speak, you know, decluttered a little bit. I still have a ton of Lego. I mean, my goodness, way too much. Um, I mean, I just admitted I have two complete themes, the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. A lot of castle stuff. I still have all the fairground stuff. I still have a ton of city vehicles and stuff. And my little son loves vehicles. He's not really old enough for those yet, but he'll probably end up with some of those. Because um, to be honest, the vehicles, the only reason I really ever liked those is to go around my city. Um, otherwise, I didn't really collect vehicles. But there's a good example. The Speed Champions, for whatever reason... Despite, I'm I'm not a gearhead by any means, but I really like a lot of the Speed Champions vehicles. And I ended up getting quite a few of those so far. And you know what? Now that I've sold a lot of my big expensive, modu expensive modular buildings, then I'll not feel guilty about getting whatever Speed Champion set that comes out when I want it. You know, not to go in my city, just to have on display because I think they're very, very impressive small-scale builds. Um, so yeah, my new focus, which will affect the podcast, which is one reason I spent so long talking about it, is just not worrying about one large display, but just getting a set when it comes out if I like it. For example, I'm definitely going to get that castle set. There's no way I'm going to pass that up. Um, they're supposedly, at least I believe, maybe this is just a rumor, but I feel like it was confirmed that they're doing a new Stranger Things set. I really enjoyed the upside down set that I built. So more than likely, I'll be getting that one if it's even half as impressive as the Upside Down set. Things like that. Anything they come out castle or medieval related, I'll definitely be getting. Um, uh, there's at least one new Speed Champion set that's out, and I can't remember which one it is now. Um, I believe it's a Ford Bronco and Ford GT, GT, maybe? Anyways, there's a new Speed Champion set I know I want. Um... Yeah, so I'll just be getting sets as I want them. So, I think the only question you need to ask yourself is, do you in, doing the collecting the way you do it, do you enjoy it? Does it bring you joy? If so, then don't change anything. I just realized for me, worrying about this huge city was actually not bringing a lot of joy. It was bringing a little bit of guilt because I had this huge city and it just stayed there dormant most of the time. 
not even being cleaned properly. So, yeah, what brings you joy? I think that's the only thing you need to ask. Um, I did want to do a quick review because I figured that wouldn't be enough for a full episode. I actually just picked up a small set yesterday. And from Walmart, <clears throat> it was 16 bucks. It retails for 19.99 and that is 60287 tractor. 60287 tractor is a set from 2020, so it's the newest tractor. It's the one you'll find if you find a tractor on store shelves. Like I said, it retails for 19.99 in the US. Um it is 148 pieces and two unique minifigures to the set. It is a 5 plus set, so it's not a junior set, it's a Lego City set, but it is a 5 plus set, um, and basically, having built it, I can tell you, it's been a long time since I built a 5 plus Lego set. I built some Duplo with my son, because he's two, but as a 5 plus Lego set, this thing's really not lacking in any, it's the exact same pieces and everything that I would have gotten like in a modular building set. I think the only real difference is, and the final detail also is does not look like a five plus set. I think the reason it's a five plus set is because the instructions are very spread out. Like you're literally adding one piece on a lot of steps, two pieces. I think there's one step that maybe was four pieces and that was by far the most, you know, so that's why it's a five plus set. The the instruction manual is simply thicker than it needs to be. uh, If you're an adult, you know, building it, but it's great because it doesn't overwhelm or frustrate, you know, a, a five plus child. Um, why did I pick this up at Walmart? Well, my son is obsessed with tractors currently. That's why. That's the reason. And when I saw it, I just knew I had to pick it up for him. And like I said, it was $16. Um, I don't shop at Walmart a lot. Uh, it's, I find it very stressful, honestly. Um, the Walmart, local to us anyways, is just so crowded and crazy and chaotic. And if you're from... America, you probably understand, like, that's just how Walmart tends to be, (laughs) but they are good about having Lego sets under retail price a lot of times. Um, I saw the Batmobile there, the new $30 Batmobile that I think looks glorious. It's from the 1960s Adam West Batman, which I love, Um, but it was $30, so I decided to just wait. You know, I'd probably rather order it from Lego.com, get some free bonus more than likely, but if it was also on sale, I was going to leave with that, to be honest with you. But anyways, the tractor, I got it because my son's obsessed with tractors. And this thing just looks legit. Like, this looks like, yeah, that's, it looks like a tractor ready to work on a real farm. Like, not like a, a kitty toy, so to speak. Which is pretty impressive for a 5 plus set. And I'll just say straight up, for 148 pieces, I think they did a wonderful job. The designers just really pulled this off. It looks like a modern day, you know, tractor the real deal, you know, kind of tractor. It's got the big shovel in the front and I'm showing my stupidity. I don't, the loader, the scoop, you know, I'm not sure the correct term even. Um, it's got plenty of room in the cabin and, uh, for the driver to sit and just a steering wheel in there. It's got, you know, the, well, the scoop, for example, it, it tilts front and back and also lifts up and down and it's very sturdy. Even my two year old son, who really is too young for this, um, uh, and he doesn't usually offer to put things in his mouth, but I'm still watching him closely when he plays with this because it is a lot of little pieces. But it's very sturdy once put together, and even like the scoop, he's pulling it up and down, and it doesn't come off, which is great. And maybe it's just because I've not built a set that's 
aimed squarely at kids for play in a while. You know, the modular buildings, of course kids can play with them, but I think they're really focused on the building experience more than anything. But I forgot like how well these younger Lego sets stick together. Like This can be used as a toy, rolling it around, loading and hauling stuff, and stuff generally is not falling off, which is good because that would frustrate a, a child. Um, it's got big tires, especially the back tires. They're actually the squishy tires. They look like tractor tires. I mean, I imagine that's what they were made for, those tractor sets. Um, it's got a smokestack, a little light on the top. It's not a real light, but it represents a light, which is very realistic. It just looks legit. Like I can't think of anything, even if this set were aimed at adults, but was like in the $20 price range. I can't think of much I would change about the tractor. It just looks like a tractor ready to go to work. Um, it, it has too many figures. One is, I assume the dad who's in his overalls looks like a farmer, but he's got sort of, they didn't do like the, you might expect like a baseball cap. They did a, like, he's got kind of suave hair, to be honest, like lush hair, you know, he looks like a 2020 farmer who maybe hasn't been out to get a haircut because of COVID. (laughs) Um, but he's a really cool looking minifigure. Then the, I assume you could represent the daughter. I think that would probably be the intention. The young girl with the short legs. And she's got these uh, pigtails. You know, it's not a headpiece I see a lot. She's got glasses on. She's also got her own overalls on. Then it's got two bells of hay, which is funny. My wife pointed out that they're bells of hay. I thought it was just two, like, tan boxes. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that is supposed to be hay. And you can scoop those up with the scoop on the front of the tractor. It's got a basket, like a wooden you know, it's supposed to look like a wooden basket that you can put the pumpkin in, two carrots, and an apple. It includes all that. Or you can load the crates in it. I think it'll hold both crates. Um, well, so you see, I called them crates again. It's supposed to be hay, I guess. They can be hay or crates, whatever you want them to be. And then, maybe best of all, it has a little bunny, an adorable bunny. And my favorite thing about this set so far is that my son immediately, and I mean immediately, as soon as I had it built, Wanted the bunny to ride on the tractor. So the bunny now stays on the tractor permanently. He, And thankfully there are studs at several places on the tractor uh, that he, the bunny can ride on. And my son loves that. And he also insists that the daughter rides on the tractor as well. So she is very dangerous, dangerously perched above the big back tires on a stud. <laughs> but whenever she falls off, he insists that she's put back on. And let me just say, um, if you happen to be a dad with a young child, I'm not recommending a five plus set for a two year old. First of all, they really need to be supervised because like my son doesn't normally swallow things like this, but he might be just get curious. You know, they get curious sometimes. I'm going to swallow this apple, this little plastic Lego apple. And it's small enough. It may not cause any problems, but he shouldn't be swallowing that, you know? (laughs) So use your own caution and watch them. But if you trust them with it, in my experience, I was very surprised. I built this 148 piece set, which for me is not much. You know, it probably took, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. I I don't know. Um, but he was, you know, I'm using air quotes here, helping me, but he did a great job. Like he wasn't running off the pieces. He wasn't mixing everything up. He was playing with the squishy tires, you know, part of the time. You know, I helped him put the minifigures together. He was playing with those. And there was a few times when uh, I was able to use it as a sort of a learning opportunity. Mostly, I was just trying to get it built so he could play with it, to be honest. Um, 
but like I asked him to hand me the blue piece. And in that little pile of pieces, there was only one blue piece left, so he was able to hand it to me. So there's little ways you can involve even someone who's way too young to build this themselves. Um, I don't know. So I found it to be well worth the $16 I paid for it just for that little experience we had together. But the best thing I can say about this tractor is now that it's built, my son loves it. He absolutely loves it. It's, you know, now granted, he has plenty of little plastic, just like cheap, you know, one piece plastic tractors and stuff like little tox type stuff. But I think even at two years old, he knows the difference. Like this looks more like a tractor. It looks more like a tractor that he sees on his shows. It's more detailed. It looks more realistic. It has more moving pieces, um, which is part of the problem because he's too young for it. But it stays together really well, except for the girl, which isn't really meant to ride on top of the tractor roof, but he insists that she does, or on, above the big wheel, like I said. Except for that, it stays together really well. Um, even with him playing with it as a two-year-old, you know, he's able to scoop up. He can definitely maneuver the scoop on the front and scoop up the, the vegetables and the hay and stuff. So that as a two-year-old, I'm going to speak for my son and say, this thing is awesome. (laughs) Um, and I'm just going to say as a five-year-old, I bet it would be even more awesome because then they could build it themselves, you know, five, six, seven, eight, you know, probably that would be a great range for it. Uh, I would say probably like 5 to, to 10, 11, 12 even would really enjoy building this set. Um, but as a two-year-old, he sure loves playing with it under adult supervision. Now, as an adult, as a jaded adult collector, you know, I've built multiple, multiple thousand-piece sets. I hate to think what I spent on Lego, but let's just say lots of money. You know, entire room dedicated to Lego. What do I think about a five-plus set it's just a tractor and some accessories and a bunny and some minifigures. Well, I think this is just about the perfect $20 set. I actually was a pretty big fan of the Great Vehicles sets, if any of you remember those. I mean, they still kind of do it, but used to, they were always 1999, and Great Vehicles was sort of the sub-thing. And it was like the RV camper van, the dump truck, you know, the garbage truck, the fire truck, um... Oh, what were some other ones? Oh, there were several more. I think there was a log truck. They were just really good-looking $20 sets. They were all the same scale. Um, they are all $20. They are all around 200 pieces. And they just look good when you're done. And, like, that's a good $20 set. That's exactly how I feel about this. This is a 5-plus set. It's not technically in the Great Vehicles line. But this would have fit in great. And even only 148 pieces... You just naturally, you got the scoop on the front that needs to be one piece. You got the big tires that need to be one piece. You got the windshield pieces. It doesn't feel skimpy at 148 pieces and it doesn't feel juniorized. It just feels like those pieces need to be big and need to be one piece. So that's why it's only 148 pieces. This feels like a good deal to me at 20 bucks. Um, And if you get a few bucks less like I did, even better. So if you got a farm scene you want to add to, or if you just like tractors, there's nothing wrong with that. Or, if you got a kid maybe that likes tractors, I think this is a beautiful little set. It just looks good. I mean, as an adult, it looks good. Um, and I don't really, I'm not really very drawn to many of the 5 plus sets for me personally. But this looks the part. You know, it looks like what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, I also really like the red color. You know, red or green, that's pretty much what you have to do, I guess, if it's a tractor. Um, but I think it looks good with red. 
and I'm sure some people agree. I mean, disagree. <laughs> you know, the tractor colors. I'm not getting into a debate here. I'm just saying, without knowing anything about the brand it's representing or anything, it just it looks good in red. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to say about it though. I do recommend it if it sounds good to you. Um, so well, let's give it a rating. I'll give it an eight out of ten. I mean, for what it is, a twenty dollar set. I'm trying to think if there's anything I would change. I mean, it doesn't really need more than two minifigures. That's perfect. I'm glad it came with a daughter that gives, like, her... She can be loading the vegetables in the crate and helping her dad. The bunny is a bonus. That's not needed, but really cool. It comes with a good little assortment of vegetables. The two blocks that represent bales of hay. Um, Yeah, for a $20 set, I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. So that's awesome. Um... And you know what? I think maybe I'll I'll uh, go ahead and just end it there. Uh, keep this episode a little shorter. I thought about talking about another set I've built, but I think that would just kind of muddy it up a little bit at this point. Instead, we'll just get one out sooner and uh, not make you wait forever. But thank you for listening. Uh, I've really enjoyed having you. Uh, this has been Block Set Review. And have a great day of building.